Well, good morning, church. So good to be here with you. Man, I, I have to tell you, last night was a lot of fun. It was just so much fun. Uh, you know, we like having fun around here, so if you like having fun, this is the church for you, okay? Uh, and go tell all your friends, this is where fun happens, okay? Man, so good to be with you. Uh, I want to play a little game with you. I've already told you that this is the fun church, so I want to play a game. You want to play a game with me? Now, th this game is going to be thumbs up, thumbs down, good response, bad response. Are you with me? Now, I'm going to give you a scenario, and, and you're just going to go thumbs up, thumb down, good response, bad response. Okay, let's see if we can all get a hundred on this little quiz, this test, this game that we're going to play. Are you ready? All right, there's a three-year-old. Mom says, it's time to pick up your toys. We need to go take a bath and then get ready for bed. Uh, the the three-year-old responds by saying, no. Don't want him. Good response, bad response. Good response, bad response. Okay, all right, so far, so good. There's a high school student. They've been caught in a lie. The teacher catches them red-handed. There's absolutely no question that they have lied. They now have to go to the principal's office. They have to call their parents. Mom's not home, so the only person left is dad. Dad's at work, and he doesn't like being interrupted with children who have misbehaved. He gets the call, and the son says, Dad, I want you to know that what I'm about to tell you is going to disappoint you. I got caught in a lie. I was wrong, Dad, and I'm really sorry. Good response, bad response. Good response, bad response. Good. So far, you're doing really well. Let's say that there is a public official uh, that there's an elected official uh, who, who makes a decision, and that decision comes under some scrutiny. And they've decided to respond by going to social media. And instead of saying something nice, what they've decided to do is respond by blasting Anybody and everybody who was critical of any decision that they could have made by slinging mud or dehumanizing the character of the people that questioned the decision. Good response, bad response. Okay, everybody gets a hundred. 
Uh, this morning, I just want to focus in on this idea that we have an opportunity of being led by God to make good responses. Uh, that we can respond well in all the situations in which our life encounters. Uh, that we can consistently be wise and make good responses more often than we make bad responses. Because we want to be wise people. Uh, we're going through this series called Good Sense. And it's this series through the book of Proverbs in which uh, what we're aiming at is to see that everyday life is an opportunity for you and I to grow spiritually. Uh, that all of us uh, have this glorious opportunity on a daily basis to exercise spiritual maturity. Uh, that we can mature as Christians, that we can grow uh, to be a little more like Jesus today uh, than we were yesterday, and that God is giving us the tools that are necessary to be more wise, to make good responses more than bad responses. And this morning, we look into the book of Proverbs and we recognize that wise people uh, make uh, co consistent better responses than, uh, than what the book of Proverbs would call foolish people uh, who consistently make bad responses. And we're going to look at uh, how it is that, that God leads us to make good responses more than bad responses, to be wise people uh, more than foolish people. And we're going to do that by asking ourselves a couple questions. The first question that we're going to ask and that we're going to answer this morning is, okay, well, what, what is it that will generate a good response? What is it that the Lord can provide for my life that will help me in being a wise person that will help me in making a good response more consistently than I do right now, what is it that He's going to give that I might be a wise person, to have a good response more often than a bad response? And the second question is, what are the areas that, that God gives me where I can begin to practice making a good response? Uh, what are the places in my life that, uh, that God talks about in His Word that give me opportunity to make a good response over a bad response, to be a wise person instead of a foolish person? This morning, we're going to answer both of those questions. What is it that God gives uh, that will allow me to be a wise person? And, and what are the areas that God would have me make a good response? Now, now to jump off, uh, to give us a jumping off point, uh, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 14. Verse 15. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. If you don't have a Bible, uh, that's okay. Go ahead and grab one of those Bibles in front of you in the, the pew back and uh, take that out and turn to page 447. Page 447. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. Proverbs 14, 15. 
I love it. All we can hear is pages turning and the crickets. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. There's something about being wise in which we slow down and try and recognize what it is that the Lord is doing. So what is it uh, that God can give uh, that will allow me to become a person who responds well, who has a good response more often than a bad response. It allows me to be wise instead of foolish. Well, uh, the whole book of Proverbs, I think, uh, gives this answer that if we're going to grow spiritually in our daily life, if we're going to uh, uh, make good responses more than bad responses, and we're going to respond well uh, more than we respond poorly, uh, that we need from God a little bit and maybe a lot of discretion. That discretion is what is needed uh, for the person who desires wisdom and who will oftentimes make a good response more than a bad response. Now, discretion uh, can be defined this way. Uh, discretion is the ability by any person to calmly and deliberately respond in any given situation or with any given opportunity. Discretion is this ability that you and I might have uh, to be patient, uh, to, to wait a moment, and to look with calm at any given situation or opportunity. Uh, let me give you an example of where we might practice our discretion. You're up in Sioux City. You're driving. And someone cuts you off. Now, you have an opportunity right there in your daily life to practice discretion. What goes through your mind at that moment? Is, the, is your initial response, is your initial reaction, what a jerk! What in the world? Why are they in such a big hurry anyway? Ugh. Now, I would be lying if I said that that has not been my response sometimes. My children are in the audience, so I know that if I said otherwise, they would call me a liar. Or is your response, is your discretionary response, wow. I really wonder what would create such a need for them to pull in front of me the way they did. Are you beginning to think of the scenarios and the context, the situation for that person that would create a need for them to cut you off in traffic? Are you beginning to think, well, you know, um, maybe they're single. Maybe... Maybe they're single and they're on their way to a job interview that would allow them to spend more time with their children, but they're running a little bit late, and the only way for them to get to where they're going is to cut you off so that they're at their job interview in time so that they get the job that will help them to spend more time with their children. Are you, are you empathetic with the person who cut you off, or do you just think they're a jerk? 
You see, you see, the person that has some level of discretion is the one who responds empathetically and with compassion because they don't rush to judgment. You see, the person who practices discernment is the person who looks for the situation and the context before they rush out into judgment or opinion. Uh, listen to Proverbs chapter 18. You can turn there with me if you wish. Proverbs chapter 18, uh, verse 2. Fools... Find no pleasure in understanding, but they delight in airing their own opinion. Wow. Have you ever heard that proverb? It's one that goes around, fools rush in. You see, the non-discretionary person uh, rushes to make a judgment and shares their opinion before they look for a context and a situation. Now, as I was preparing this message, of course I had to be given a situation in which I would have had to practice some level of discretion. Lydia, my oldest daughter, my only daughter, she's also my favorite daughter, she had been at camp all week. It was a nature camp, got to be outdoors, doing lots of different things. And on the last day, uh, we're driving home after the little program, and, and she's telling me about her day. Yeah, Dad, we got to go down to the creek, and, uh, and down at the creek, we found, uh, we saw this barred owl. Now, be, me, being the 39-year-old fowl expert that I am, I looked at the situation and I discerningly said, Lydia, there is no such thing as a barred owl. I think you misheard what the teacher said. There's no such thing as a barred owl. There's a barn owl. I said, Lydia, and she kept going, no, Dad. It's a barred owl. I know what I'm talking about, Dad. I've seen a barn owl, and I've seen a barred owl. This is a barred owl. Lydia, whatever. And, and I kind of did one of these. I'm going to look it up on Google, and you're going to be sorry. So we're driving, and JoLynn pulls out, my bride, she pulls out her phone. And ask Google, is there such a thing as a barred owl? A few moments later, in the passenger seat, my bride lovingly begins to chuckle. I said, what are you laughing at? She goes, and there is a picture of a barred owl. B-A-R-R-E-D. -R -R -E 
I thought, you know, Lord, I'm working on a message on discretion. But see, those are the kinds of opportunities, aren't they? Uh, where the Lord gives us that we might pause for a moment uh, in order to try and gather context for the situation so we don't look foolish. Have you ever rushed to judgment with someone or something or a situation? Uh, maybe it's the person uh, that, well, they live on a different side of the tracks than you do. They have many children, and uh, you might say that they're impoverished. And she's pregnant again. What's your first reaction? Is your first reaction, oh man, uh, I wonder... I wonder how we can help. I wonder how we can gather around this, this person in their time of need. Or, or are the words that cross your mind something more like, yeah, figure she's pregnant again. Are you empathetic? Are you compassionate towards the situation and the context? How about the guy uh, that... Maybe he's struggled in the past with alcohol and drugs or, or some level of addiction that's kept him uh, from keeping down a job. Uh, but he's gone to treatment. He's got himself cleaned up. He goes to, uh, to a job at, at the local elevator and, and things seem to be going well. And one day, all you hear is that he's been let go. And is your first response, gee, I wonder what happened. I wonder how that came about. It seemed like he was doing really well. Or is the first thing to cross your mind, yep, figured, knew it would happen. You see, the discretionary wise person waits so that they might understand the situation and the context without sharing their opinion first. What is it that the Lord can give to you and me? And the Lord can give us discretion so that we can respond with compassion and empathy to the situations that our life encounters every single day. So what are the areas that the Lord would have us practice discretion? Uh, what are the places in our life where, where God would say, I want you to pay attention to this uh, because it's important for you. And one of the areas that, uh, that the Proverbs talks about over and over and over again uh, that consistently comes up uh, that we need to practice our discretion is the area of our emotions. That if we're going to be wise, if we're going to make a good response, more than a bad response, then, then we need to have discretion in regards to our emotions. Uh, turn with me, if you would, uh, if you're still hanging out with me, uh, Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. It is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. If you skip over several pages to Proverbs chapter 29, you'll find in verse 11, fools 
give vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. In that same chapter in verse 22, an angry person stirs up conflict and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Do you have control of your emotions? Uh, Do you practice discretion uh, when it comes to how you respond in any situation emotionally? Do you have that? Now, let's say that you're a parent, and you have a child that you've just asked them, uh, it's time to go home, let's say. We got to go home. We have a busy day tomorrow. Uh, We have some things that we have to do. Uh, Come on. No, I want to stay. No, no, you you don't understand. This is is not a, a voting democracy, okay? No, I'm the dictator. You're coming home. but I don't want to go. Okay, okay. You're coming home. So you grab their hand and you begin to walk down the street. All the while, they are screaming at you. Screaming. They get in, you get into the house and the anger from your child because you've made this decision that they must now come home because you have other things to do is absolutely erupting everywhere. I hate you! I can't stand you anymore! Slamming doors! I don't want to be a part of this family! No. You're the parent. How's your discretion? Now, your child has gone from zero to 100 on the anger, emotional expression scale. The question for you, mom and dad, is are you going to meet them there? (laughs) Or or are you going to have a better response? You're not going to meet anger for anger. You're going to allow your emotions to be mature. You're going to show them what it looks like when people respond with disappointment. Instead of meeting them at 100, you're going to meet them at about a 15. Uh, let's Let's say someone has accused you of something that's totally untrue. Essentially, what we would call this is a rumor mill. So untrue. But people begin to believe that what someone is saying about you is true. Now, this frustrates you. You're upset. You can't believe that someone is saying something like this about And then one day, the person whom you believe is the one who has originated the rumor about you walks into Whiting Christian Church. Josh makes an announcement. We're all about loving where you live. 
they begin to go to your small group. There's that point in the small group where they openly disagree with you. What do you do? Does it boil over in so much frustration that you're like, blah, all over them? Or in discretion? Are you able to engage in a conversation that it's emotionally healthy? You see, that's the sort of thing that the Lord is leading us to, right? A good response more than bad response. You all got a hundred on the quiz, remember? One of the areas that the Lord is leading us in these areas of discretion is our emotional stability. Another one of the areas that the Lord is leading us to One of the areas, the places in our life that that he's asking us to practice discretion so that we might make a good response more than a bad response is the area of our words. Are Are we practicing discretion with our words? Are we careful with what we say? Go over with me, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. I'm sorry. It's not Proverbs chapter 18. Let's go to Proverbs 21. How about that? Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Wow. Wow. Can you say that you've kept your tongue? Uh, can you say that in those moments of, uh, of tremendous frustration uh, that you have stuck out your tongue and bit down? Uh, several years ago, I was at a, a conference, uh, and uh, Dr. Brene Brown was speaking, and uh, she's a counselor, a psychologist, uh, talks at a lot of leadership sorts of conferences, and she was talking about uh, this very area of someone uh, choosing good responses versus bad responses in regards to what we say to what we speak. She said the difference between uh, those people who are able to control their mouth and those people that can't, those people that that make a good response in regards to what comes out of their mouth versus those that uh, that cannot make a good response, that make a bad response based on what comes out of their mouth, is that the wise people... uh, They will think about what they want to say when they think they want to say it uh, before they actually say it. And in fact, most of them will actually write it down, look how foolish it is of what they are saying, uh, and then ask for clarity. So you're a mom. 
your husband comes in and he begins asking you some questions. Hey, what, what's uh, on the kid's schedule and are they ready and uh, do they have what they need? And now, what he's looking for is information. He wants to know, hey, when do I need to go to the ball game? Uh, do I need to carry anything there? Uh, what do you need from me? But you interpret his questions. Has that ever happened in your marriage? You interpret his questions, and what you hear him saying is, you know you're not a very good mom because you're not very organized. Instantaneously, moms, you begin thinking of all the things that you really want to tell him. Oh, yeah? I got some for you. Now, you have an opportunity to practice discretion in your speech. Before you go and let him have it with both barrels, uh, will you sit down, maybe write out uh, in a garbage journal that no one else gets to ever see but you, will you write out, I'm going to say this to him, and then look at it and go, you know, that's not right. That's not really what I want to say. That seems like a really foolish thing. Because when we let the words out of our mouth before we ever think about them, real damage can be done. Proverbs chapter 13. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Are you practicing discretion? Are you practicing a good response with what comes out of your mouth? Now, I'm sure there's lots more areas that we could talk about, places where, where God would have us practice discretion. Uh, there's at least one more that I want to get to uh, that the book of Proverbs talks about over and over again, and that's the area of our finances. Are we practicing discretion with our money? Uh, look with me, would you, at Proverbs chapter 23, uh, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4 and 5. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4 and 5. Don't wear yourself out to get rich. Don't trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they're gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. In other words, money doesn't last forever. There's a couple questions that, uh, that may help us understand discretion in our finances. And, and the first one is this. How do I spend my money? There's an old rabbinic proverb that goes something like this. The merchant loves and rejoices when the fool comes to market. The merchant, you might say the Walmart, the Best Buy, the, the furniture store loves when the fool 
comes to their store. Now, why do they love when they come to the store? Uh, because they can't not spend money. How many of you are, don't raise your hands, how many of you inside are infomercial addicts? You watch QVC and Home Shopping Network. You see those high-energy people going, look at this product. Look at this pan. It does, nothing sticks on it. And you see the new machine or the newfangled whatever it is, and you're thinking, honey, we have to get one of these. I mean, it's the best whatever. It's like three stages better than that thing over there. And you're like, I really need it. We need it. But we can't afford it. But we need I mean, look how cool it is. How do you spend your money? Are you one that's, that's willing to say, I'll, I'll wait for a time uh, to make sure that I have what we need before we get the little extra. Uh, skip over to chapter 27 in Proverbs. Chapter 27, verse 23. Uh, Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches don't endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. In other words, hey, take care of what you need to take care of before worrying about some other stuff. Be discerning in how you go about spending because our spiritual maturity, our growth with God is partly tied to how we deal with our money. The other question that we need to ask when it comes to the discretion with our finances is, how do you save? Another way of asking that question is, is not just how do you save, but what value does money have for you? Uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 8 and 9, gives us a picture of the sort of value uh, that money ought to have. Chapter 30, verse 8 and 9, Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Are you willing to pray the prayer before God and the discerning of your finances and say, okay, God, don't get, make me too rich, but don't make me too poor. Uh, let me be content with whatever it is that you give me for today, that I might respond well, that I would honor you with my finances. It's a hard thing, isn't it? Our money And yet it seems like over and over throughout the Proverbs, uh, God is asking uh, for the discernment in regards to how we spend, how we save. 
and whether or not we place value in money above our relationship with people and our relationship with God. So will you save and save and save and hoard uh, so that you just might have more money? Or will you be content and say, Lord, this is enough for today? There's all sorts of areas that all of us can practice this idea of being wise and good response versus a bad one. So my challenge for you, pick one of these, would you? Would you go home and look at these three things that we've talked about? Uh, my emotional discretion, uh, my uh, discretion in regards to my speech and my financial discretion. Would you look at those three areas and say, okay, Lord, uh, you and me, over the next month, over the next year, we're going to look at this one thing, and I'm going to get better at this if you will provide for me the discernment to do so. And see what happens in your life and in your relationships. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I thank you so much for who you are and all that you do. Lord, I pray for all of us that we'll begin to practice what it means to be wise people, that we'll have good responses far more than we have bad ones, and that we will honor you in doing so. Lord, that we would grow spiritually, that we'd be more like you, that our character would mature. And Lord, others could say of us, I see God in them. Lord, help us to be wise and not foolish. We love you in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.